This message is from Living Rock Church, and we trust you'll be really equipped, envisioned, and encouraged as you listen today. Holy Spirit, I just want to thank you right now for your presence in this room. Thank you that you have words to say. Thank you that you have an impartation for us. I just pray that you will have your way. And Lord, that all of our hearts would submit totally to the word of your spirit. And only the word of your spirit this afternoon. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time for a new dimension. It's a time for a new dimension in my life. It's time for a new dimension in our lives. It's time for a new dimension in the lives of our churches. I felt that stirring at the beginning of the year in my own heart as the Lord uh, helped me just to consider what lies ahead. And also as um, we had these phrases popped up on the side of the screen here. And um, I thought, wow, that's really exciting. What does that mean then for me? What does that mean that I need to do? What does that mean that we need to do? Uh, as I was considering and reading, um, I came upon a scripture in Romans chapter 7. Because I looked at those phrases and I thought, I want to serve the Lord and see those things happen in my own life. And I want to see those things happen through the life of the church. And then I read this in Romans chapter 7. I'm reading from the New Living Translation and verse 6. <clears throat> it says, But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now, now, we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. And the uh, words jumped off the page, and particularly, now... We can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. And straight away I was hungry. What does that mean, the new way of living in the Spirit? Because somewhere inside there's been a little cry that's saying there's got to be more than this. I want to see more, more than this. I want to see more. And I know God wants us to reach for more. So I'm asking him, what are the new ways of living in the Spirit? So if we're going to have a gospel explosion, something new is going to happen. If we're going to go like there's no tomorrow, that will be a new experience for me. 
because I don't think I've gone like there's no tomorrow. If we're going to give like you won't run out, or I'm going to give like I won't run out, that would be a new thing for me, because um, I don't think I've given to that extent yet like I won't run out. I think there's some new ways in the spirit for us in order that we see the purpose of God fulfilled and that we see his power demonstrated uh, for that purpose to be fulfilled. These are the now days. It's now. This is the day. You may have noticed we've got a timeline on, on the back of the wall there in the building. Well, let me tell you, if that timeline continued into 2016, you'd be on it right here, right now. You have a point on the timeline. On the timeline of God and his purpose, now is the time. You're here because now is the time. We feel urgent about wanting to see God's kingdom established because now is the time. The spirit in us is urging us and saying, now is the time. You're on that timeline. Now is your time. You are the impact team. You're the ones. Now. Now. Now is the time. So I appreciate Juliet bringing us the word of God. Because I do believe he wants us to get ready to get moving in a new dimension. Now is the time. You're born for today. We can say some of these things and think, well, I've heard that said before and I've heard it preached before. You can think that if you would like to, or you can think, yeah, actually, now is the time and I was born for today. The difference between those two things is vast. One will cause you to be active and the other will cause you to be inactive. But I believe the Holy Spirit is active and he wants us to be active. Let's have a look at that very same scripture in the Amplified. And I do apologize, I haven't got any things on the screen, so I'm going to read it to you. But now we are discharged from the law and have terminated all intercourse with it, having died to, once what, to what once restrained and held us captive. So now... We serve not under obedience to the old code of written regulations, but under obedience to the promptings of the Spirit in newness of life. Hallelujah. I love that. Now we serve under the obedience to the promptings of the Spirit in newness of life. So, there are promptings of the Spirit, which if we will be obedient to them, we will see that newness of life through us and in our lives. This is your divine point in the plan and purpose of God. You're the impact team. Now's the time to be under the obedience to the promptings of the Spirit in newness of life. There needs to be a demonstration of God's power like we have never seen before. Not for us, but for the world. Because they need to see the glory of God. And when they see the glory of God, they will want to know about him and the kingdom of God will be established. 
But they need to see something they've never seen before. Mary and Elizabeth experienced something unexplainable. Something that had never happened before. New things happened for them. They happened in not the conventional way. Not the way one would expect. The unexpected, the unexplainable, new things happened. I believe we should be expectant of the unexplainable. Expectant of new things that we can't explain. There's a lady in the scriptures who went to meet Jesus. She loved and wanted to worship him so much that she took her most expensive oil and fragrance in the alabaster jar, smashed it, and tipped it all over Jesus. And we don't read anywhere else of anybody doing that in the scripture. Taking the most expensive perfume in the world, smashing the bottle, and pouring it all over somebody. She did something she had never seen before. But out of the overflow of worship for Jesus, she did something new. She expressed something new. There was a newness of life in her that brought forth an act of worship that caused those around to say, why is she doing that? What's that? She provoked people. She did something she probably hadn't planned. I think she was under the obedience of the promptings of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus said, she's done a beautiful thing to me, and everyone will know what she's done. She did a beautiful thing. She was obedient. For us serving Jesus, this scripture talks about serving in Romans here. Serving Jesus is a journey that we're all on together. We're all serving Jesus every day. We're serving his purpose, and we want to serve under the obedience to the promptings of the Spirit. God has spoken to us and asked us if we're ready. Are we ready? We're ready for the ride? Are you ready for the journey? Are you ready for adventure? Or do those words make you want to run 100 miles in the other direction? (laughs) Are you ready? We sometimes play a game um, at Christmas uh, with the family and the extended family. And it's called, I packed my bag and in it I put. I packed my bag and in it I put a screwdriver or something like that and the next person says I pack my bag and in here I put a screwdriver and a pack lunch and so it goes on around the room and everybody's trying to remember and really it's a memory training exercise more than anything and it's a lot of fun when you forget but I want to ask you are you ready for the journey are you ready for the adventure have you packed your bag earlier in March um, my son Benj and his wife Kim went on holiday or they wanted to go on holiday to New Zealand. They were going on an adventure. Benj had never been there before. They were going to have to stop off in America, do all sorts of exciting things, go in hot air balloons, go in speedboats, and all sorts of things that I have never done. They were going on an adventure, but they didn't have enough cases. So they said, did we have a suitcase they could borrow for the journey? 
So we dug out our old suitcase, biggest one we could find. Here is the very suitcase. <laughs> okay. So they needed it big because they had so much stuff that they needed to take. And um, David got it out of the back cupboard and uh, opened it up for them. And uh, inside, ooh, can't get inside. That's good, isn't it? There we are. So many locks and bolts. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> it wasn't empty. Um, and I was like, oh, gosh, my clothes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> this is where you're all going to get a little insight into my life. <laughs> um, and uh, I said, oh, gosh, there's my clothes. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot they were there, really. But um, then when I saw them, I thought, oh, yeah, I remember putting them there. I remember keeping them because I didn't know where else to put them. Um, it was full of my clothes. But the thing is, as I pulled them out, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I'd forgotten I got that. Oh, yeah, I know why, why that's there. And that was too good for that and all this I didn't have room in the cupboard for that or for that. And David said, what are you going to do with it all? And uh, I said, well, I don't think I'm probably going to wear it again. He said, no, you're not going to wear it again. You've had those for years, some of that stuff. <laughs> I said, okay, you're, you're probably right, you know. And he said, you don't need it. Just get rid of it. Dump it. Um, so I thought, great, I'm in for a new wardrobe. <laughs> Uh, but I had hung on to some things that I didn't really need, but some of them I just wanted, and I thought, actually, I might, I might like that sometime, or it might come in handy. But at the time, and I asked him about this this morning, um, I said, what were you thinking when you said, you don't need that, they're not really of any use to you? And he said, I thought that, I thought they're no use to you, you should take them to the charity shop. Uh, and I said, oh, because God just spoke to me and said, you know what, there are things that you don't need anymore that you've been keeping for some reason, many different reasons, but they're not really going to be any part of your future. So you need to get rid of them. And then I remembered this scripture. We've been released from the law. We died to it. We're no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way, but in the new way. And I felt the Lord started to say to me, you need to get rid of some old things because there's some new ways coming. And at that moment, that suitcase is of no benefit to Benjamin Kim because they won't be able to get their stuff in it. <laughs> so the old ways then, well, obviously... Um, I, ha I had and we had an old life before we became Christians. When we talk about the old has gone, the new has come, we're thinking about our old life before we knew Jesus, before we accepted Jesus, and before we were baptized in water and were cleansed from all our sin and came alive in Christ. That was the old. 
we repented, chose to follow him. Our past went into a watery grave and we were cleansed. That was the first thing I thought of. I thought, oh yes, I know my old life is dead and buried. But it's a little bit more than that as I started to think about it. You see, if you look in the Bible at um, that whole uh, point in the life of the Israelites where they were effectively approaching leaving Egypt and running into their future, running into the promises, running into the purpose of God, they had to pass through a massive barrier, namely a vast expanse of sea. And they came up against what seemed like a wall of water prohibiting them from moving into all that God had for them. But God had spoken to Moses and told Moses he was going to take them through and he was going to make a way. It seemed like an impossibility. All things are possible with God. We heard that this morning, didn't we? But to the Israelites and Moses, it seemed like an impossibility. But God had said he was going to make a way. He was going to display his power, his glory, and make his name known. And I have a little video clip that I'm going to ask Katie to put on so that you can imagine what it was like to be Moses standing in front of that wall of water. He was standing in front of an impossibility. He knew God said he would make a way for him. What he couldn't see was what was going on underneath the surface of the sea. God was breaking up the ground, beginning to move. It took a whole night for him to part the seas. The wind blew strong and separated the seas. But he made a way through the sea. He made a way through the sea for them to walk through into their freedom and into their liberty, away from their captives, away from the enemy who'd been chasing and tugging at their heels. He displayed his power. Sometimes you're facing a Red Sea or you're facing a mountain. We've, I've had that happen in my own life, an impossibility. But God makes a way. And I want to encourage you today, if you feel like you're looking at an impossibility, the power of God can make a way. Nothing is impossible for God. That demonstration of the power of God was a new phenomena. It was a new act of his power. It was a new demonstration. Then they followed a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire, another new demonstration of the Spirit. God loves doing new things and demonstrating his power. He wants everyone to see his power. The wind blew all night long. And then there was a breakthrough. Sometimes you can feel like you're in a storm. But don't despair at the storm, because somewhere at the end of that storm, there's a breakthrough. 
okay? They, were, they went through and uh, out to the other side, and then Moses instituted what the Bible calls the law, the Ten Commandments, and they started trying to live a holy life according to the law. But of course we know that because Jesus came and died for us on the cross, that we don't have to try and live like they did. We don't have to try and be something. We don't have to try and be someone. Jesus died for us and God loves us just the way we are. We're free in the same way that they, are free, they were free from their enemies. We are free from our enemies. We're free from sin and death and the power of sin and death. And we are alive in Christ because we have been buried with Christ and risen with Christ. We're alive in the life of Christ. We have benefited from the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It has been sufficient for us to be able to stand in his presence and know that by the grace of Jesus Christ, we are saved from death. We are saved from trial. We are saved from drudgery. We are saved from captivity. We are saved from trauma and terror of being a slave to sin. We are not slaves to sin any longer. We are sons of God. Amen? So, don't live like a slave then. Let's have a look at Galatians 5. Galatians 5 and verse 1. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery. Stay free. Don't get tied up again in things that you've been set free from. Because you're a son. Slavery doesn't suit you. You are a son. You have been born by the Spirit and you are a child of God. You've been saved by grace. Nothing you can do can change that. You've been saved by grace. It's lovely to hear your story, Linda. 2011, you were saved by the grace of God. How fantastic is that? Wonderful. You're not a slave anymore. You're a child of God. Praise the Lord. So, we don't need to live like a slave then. So, don't live then with a hold. Let us not live with a whole load of self-imposed limitations and regulations because they are not part of living free. If you've put limitations and regulations upon yourself, you've done that yourself. God hasn't put those there. He set you free, limitless, as Sharon was telling us earlier this morning. So let's, let's go back to my suitcase then and let's see how this helps us out with this. It's a bit far away from me, my suitcase. I'm going to bring it over here. Okay. So things that, uh, that I've 
I've had or uh, enjoyed and things that I think I don't really need anymore. They're not, not part of the future. Well, we already talked about... We already talked about um, one of those. I think it's probably going to be this one. Yeah, so that, that can go. See, let's say this is fear of man, afraid of what people think, afraid of what people might say about you, um, afraid of being noticed, afraid of standing out in the crowd. Well... I'm afraid that one suffered a blow a while back because it's a bit like the lady with the alabaster jar. I went to a worship practice one evening many, many, many years ago and they, they said, do something uh, feel free to do anything you'd like to do tonight. We want you to be free to worship God in any way you want to and just be free. And you know, I was so desperate to express worship to the Lord in, in a free way, but I just felt really shy. And there was a lot of encouragement and uh, there wasn't that many people there, maybe 10 or 20 people there. But, do you know, in the end, the Holy Spirit almost swept me off my feet and I literally ran around a room this size and I'm not joking I'm not going to do it now because I'll lose my shoes but I ran around the perimeter of the room and I just shouted Jesus is Lord Jesus Jesus I worship you and I shouted it as I ran it around I don't think that's completely balmy and it it is in the natural but that um occasion broke everything to do with being afraid of what people think of me in one foul sloop off it went and you know when you've looked completely ridiculous one time you don't really mind if it ever happens again because it actually doesn't hurt that much and so fear of man died gone so I can dump that one uh, and then, do you know, sometimes there are things that, um, like, they're just um, things that are a bit seasonal. So, this is a, a seasonal item. In other words, it's not really in, in fashion anymore. And actually, it didn't really look that brilliant. But um, it's a seasonal thing. At the time, it was fine. And it, it served its purpose at the time. But now, it's not really going to look any good on me, to be honest. It's not really. Uh, I'm not going to wear it. I just know I'm not going to wear it. I know I'm done with it. And sometimes there are things that you're involved in and, and that you, you're um, a part of. And then you know that that season comes to an end. Well, if God's bringing something to an end, finish it. Don't keep going in something that actually isn't going to be season for you. If you're trying to do things out of season, you won't be fruitful. Then, well, uh, these ones, I'm just never going to wear these again. <laughs> these have to go. They should have gone a long time ago. 
I really don't know why I kept them. I think I had a vain hope that one day I might get them on. But anyway, um, do you know what? There's something that it, it's, um, can be a real problem. And you can have it for what seems like the best reasons. You know, you can hang on to it because you think you've got really good reasons for hanging on to it. But actually, it's not doing you any good whatsoever. And that is unforgiveness. Maybe you feel like you've been a victim for some reason or another. You've been an innocent victim of something or someone. And you just can't forgive them. But the Holy Spirit will help you. And the unforgiveness will be something that you can bin. Because it's only doing you damage. It's only taking up space. Space that is needed for something else. So pop it in the black bag. Get it out. Throw it off, as Sharon said this morning. Now this is a better one, I think. Well, I guess they're all very similar. So this one is quite nice, but I can't fit into it. So, and that is because I've changed my shape and my size. I'm never going to get into it. And actually, it's going to look a bit silly on me in due course. But I have changed my shape and my size. I've grown in God. And things that used to be fitting for me are now not. When you were a child, you could wear what children wear. When you've grown up, those children's clothes aren't going to fit you anymore. You've grown. You've got bigger. You've matured. And so you need to throw away the childish things and the things that belong in a different age. As God wants us to, to mature and grow, and he has a bigger space for us, a bigger body. So much as we'd like to all be slim gyms, the Lord wants us to grow big. He wants us to expand and to be fulfilled in his purpose. He's got a big plan. So small things are things that you will need to realize they actually are not your size anymore, but the Lord's called you into something of a different size. When I was baptized in the Spirit, I started by speaking just one or two words. But now I like to sing in the Spirit and long time and maybe ask the Holy Spirit to give you an interpretation. My gift in the Holy Spirit has grown. You don't stay just singing or speaking one or two words. 
gives you a whole massive language. And the gifts that he's given us are meant to grow. So don't stick with small when the Lord is calling you to big. So that can go. Don't put limits on yourself. Remember that God is limitless. It's great getting rid of old stuff, isn't it? I used to be really shy. I was telling somebody um, over lunch. I can't remember who it was. It Was it you, Linda? To be really, really shy, but the Holy Spirit, he wants everyone to see the glory and the power of God through you. So do you know what? It doesn't matter how shy I feel. I'm afraid that takes second place to how much God wants to reveal how great he is through you. So my own preferences have to. Not what I want. It's what he wants. And if he wants me to jump up and down, I'll jump up and down. If he wants me to go on knock on doors, I'll do that. Whatever he wants me to do, whatever he wants us to do, we will do in preference to what we think we should be doing. Now, if we've truly died to Christ, then we no longer live, but he lives. And so it's all about him. So... There are also some old ways of doing things as well because um, we've done lots of different things over time. I've done lots of different things over time. In, in um, I was thinking about this the other day. I used to teach. used to be a primary school teacher. But the Lord spoke to me and he said, it's time to stop. I need you to do something different now. So I stopped teaching. I loved it and enjoyed it, and I was passionate about it. But there was something else the Lord has asked me to do. And then God spoke to me and said um, he wanted me to get involved in something else, a charity type of thing. So I got involved in that, served, loved it. And then I knew he told me that season was coming to an end and I needed to do something different. So I finished it. Even if you're good at something, if the Lord's told you to do something else, then you need to prefer what he said and go and do that something else. You can love where you're at, but God might have something better for you. He most likely does have, because he knows best. So we choose to follow him. And then maybe um, you've got some, or, you know, for me that there may be some relationship issues where you feel, do you know, I really um, have had some attitudes that have not been helpful. And I've hung on to them because I think I'm justified. But the reality is, I am not justified. I have to submit to the Spirit and forgive and realize, actually, 
Maybe I have something that I need to correct in myself. I'm not always right. I don't always know best. I don't have to control everything and do it all my way. That needs to go in the bag. Oh, case is empty. That's a relief. It's good to throw things off. And it's good to be relieved, set free, and untied. I'd threatened to tie up Sarah Jones in your presence this afternoon as a visual demonstration, but I'm not going to do that. You see, these things wrap themselves around you. They wrap themselves around your mind. And they play with your mind. They wrap themselves around your heart and they play with your emotions. And they distract you from what the Lord is calling you to. His purpose and to display his power. So I'm glad that when I got that case out and had a look, the Holy Spirit said, you need to get rid of a few things. (laughs) And I agree And I'm really happy to get rid of some ill-fitted, unnecessary things. I'm going to take any tie off, throw it away, and be free. And do you know what? There's nothing nicer than being free, floating on air. Walking in the Spirit, living in the Spirit, in the newness of the life of the Spirit. Do you know, now I can hear the promptings of the Holy Spirit because there's space in my life. I'm not clogged up with things that are obscuring my vision and clouding my listening. It says in uh, Isaiah 43... My goodness. Um, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. He killed your every enemy, but hey, forget that. That's nothing. You haven't seen anything yet of what I'm going to do. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the wasteland. God will make, he will create where there are impossibilities. I'm going to go really quickly now because the main thing I wanted to share, I've shared. What did the disciples pack in their bags? Not a lot. They left their fishing nets and followed Jesus. They weren't consumed with the world. They were consumed with following Jesus. He called them and he had them follow him and they just went. And when he sent them out, he said, don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. Don't stop to greet anyone on the road because he's going to provide for them. Because he knows their every need. 
They don't even need to think about what to pack because he's already got it covered. And also, don't be distracted by others. Don't let other people take you off course. Be very careful. The company that you keep. I know that there are people um, you want to do all kinds of things, move house, change jobs, initiate new ministries, you've got new ideas, lots of things popping. Make sure you've got an empty case so that you can have your case filled with the very thing that Jesus recommends that you do take on the journey, or rather, who you should take on the journey with you. Don't take any excess baggage that will weigh you down But Jesus says, don't leave without the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, verses 4 to 5. Do not leave Jerusalem till the Father sends you the gift he promised. John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. They weren't about to leave without the fire required to ignite a gospel explosion. Wonder what that was like? Well, let's take a look. We have a final video clip to watch of Pentecost. I think we'll maybe have it with a little bit more volume this time, please. Katie, thank you. I know some of you have just been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I know the Spirit of God is moving in our midst. I know people are speaking in tongues who have never, ever spoken in tongues before. I know there's a breakout. You see, there is much more. There is much, much more for us. There is much more. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us so full to overflowing that we can't help but cry out, Jesus is the Messiah, that all the earth and all the communities will know that Jesus is alive. We will speak in a language they can understand. We will communicate in new ways that they can understand. We will share the gospel in ways that have never been shared before. This is a new time, new ways of the life-giving spirit. You have been given the life-giving spirit, Jenny, life-giving And you're going to be abundant in giving life through the power of the Spirit to those who are dead. Those who are dry will receive life. So if you are happy to put some stuff, dump it, and ask the Holy Spirit by His power to blow through your life afresh... I believe you will have an impartation from the Lord that will change the way that you live life, following the promptings and being obedient to the promptings of the new life-giving spirit. I don't know what that means. What will it look like? I don't know. But I know that we will be multi-fruitful 
And I believe his purpose and his power will be seen in measures that haven't been seen before. There was a wind that parted the sea. There was a wind that blew through the shutters and filled the house. And I believe there is a wind of God for us to capture something of the life-giving spirit today. And I want to encourage you to embrace what the Lord has for us so much, so much. I'm fine for myself. There are new opportunities coming. But it's only because with the eyes of the Spirit, you can see them. You might just walk by them otherwise. But when you have the eyes of the Spirit open, you can see something else. Or when you're with people and you're talking with them and you've got the eyes of the Spirit open, you can see into their hearts because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit that can tell you what's going on inside a man's heart because the Holy Spirit knows all of creation so intimately. The Holy Spirit in you is all of that and more. You ready for that, Margaret? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If it doesn't fit and it's not attractive, don't wear it. Don't store it. Don't stash it. Ditch it. Then ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill the empty house with the cleansing power of the new life-giving Spirit. You see, Caffili, High Wycombe, Beaconsfield, Tamworth, Market Harbour, Stony Stanton. There are things to do, people to meet, and there's a wind of the Spirit to blow through those places as you release the gift of God in you to see great changes. You will see new ways of living in the Spirit. Leave, let go, and be released into his purpose by the power of his Holy Spirit. I believe there's nothing better we can do right now than come right back into his presence in worship and start to wait on him to come and visit us. Thanks for listening today. For more information about Living Rock Church and for more great teaching, visit www.livingrockchurch.org.uk.